0: Welcome to Hair of the Werewolf. I am your host, Chase, and I'm here with my co-host, Lily. Hey, guys. We are a paranormal horror podcast where we exchange scary stories, often over drinks, mind you, <laughs> to simultaneously scare and relax ourselves, both for entertainment, but also to get over that work week hangover that we all might have at the time. Uh, what are you drinking tonight, Lily?
1: I am having a sparkle water, as I like to call them. And rum.
0: <laughs> I was like, I was like, you you make it seem like water is what you're doing, I but there's rum, I'm and being that's a big deal. So
1: responsible, and then when I'm not,
0: I have a shot of rum. I don't know if I'm going to drink it. I have a PBR in front of me. I've had a few beers already. <laughs> we just, oh man, it has been a crazy week. We've had so much so to do. Crazy. We've had important family business to help them with. Not not like bad stuff, but like we had to help them out, and that took over a lot of our time on both sides, and. We just had to say goodbye to one of our good friends who's moving out of town. So, Sad. bye, Graham. Uh, we're we'll going to miss yeah. you. Yeah. So, it's been a heavy, super busy week. I'm, at, I'm excited for the week to be over, but at the same time, everything's weighing heavy. But... I have a PBR, which is a road soda given to me by Graham. No, when you
1: say road soda, you weren't driving, you walked over from his house. Yeah, I was,
0: he lives a couple blocks from me, he won't be living there in a couple days because he's moved to San Diego, but yeah. I said bye to him and he gave me a PBR for the road, and I haven't finished it yet, I'm a little amouche, but this is good, <laughs> we're, we're, we're gonna get We're through. good, we're good. So, before we jump into our episode, we one thing that is important, a big announcement is, Today, me and Lily saw Conjuring 3. Woo! Big, I, big
1: announcement, I guess. We
0: call it Conjuring 3, but I guess the official title is The Conjuring Devil Made Me Do It. We saw that today. Don't worry, we're not going to talk about it on this episode. And the reason is... We're actually, me and Lily are going to be guests on another podcast. We're doing, like, a team-up podcast. Yeah. Uh, We're teaming it with Dead Letter Movies, which is a podcast from one of our friends and and one of his friends. And it's going to be all things Conjuring. So we're going to talk about all the Conjuring movies. So Dead Letter Movies is a movie-centric podcast hosted by Andrew and Tim. The podcast has been around since like 2014. Yeah,
1: a long time. Really
0: beating us to that punch.
1: Oh yeah. (laughs) And
0: they discuss a range of topics from movie reviews to Oscar predictions and all the way to discussing movie trends. So Andrew, though, for those of you who don't know us personally, Andrew was one of my old college roommates, and when I was dating you, technically that makes him one of your roommates too. (laughs) I was over there. You're pretty much living with us most of the time, basically. So I lived with him for several years, and of all of my friends, he was definitely, like, the movie guy. Mm -hmm. Like, everyone has friends that fit different things. He was the movie guy. I mean, he knows all the facts, cast, crew, history, everything. Like, he was literally IMDb for us before we all had smartphones and could look at IMDb.
1: Yeah, when I still had my little kick. (laughs)
0: Like, when things got rough, we'd run to our computers and load up IMDb, but for the most part, he was our IMDb.
1: Yeah. Basically. When we were too lazy to go to our computers.
0: But a few weeks ago, he contacted us about doing a team podcast podcasts to discuss the Conjuring franchise. And mm-hmm. like, how could we say no? We were super excited. We couldn't wait for the third one. Admittedly, we didn't like the second one.
1: I'm not even ashamed of it. I think it sucked.
0: But that doesn't change the fact that the first one is still one of my top horror movies of all time.
1: Yeah, I agree. The first one is such a gem. It did everything well.
0: So we really enjoyed it, though... Yeah. Uh, like, if you want to hear us talk about the movie, you should totally dial into their podcast for the next episode. Otherwise, you should totally watch it on your own. Right? We're not going to talk about it on this because we don't want to give any spoilers or anything. But their podcast is going to be spoiler ridden. Nothing but spoilers. Oh yeah,
1: so that's going to be. Uh, well, we're recording it Sunday. I think. Yeah, I think but we're recording it this it?
0: weekend. I think it's Sunday.
1: When are they going to air it?
0: I don't know that okay. um, their structure is a little bit different than ours but we will definitely mention when it's happening. We'll post it on our social media. So anyway.
1: Excellent, excellent.
0: So anyway, with that little update, it's time for us to get to our stories, because that's why you're here. You're not here to hear us talk about them. You're here to enjoy our stories. Lily, what do you have for me today?
1: I have a story, okay. The funny thing about this story is when I first came across the name, I kind of was looking for inspiration. Like, what did I want to talk about this week? And I saw a list of like haunted houses and or hotels or whatever. And I came across this name and I'm like, oh, I totally know this one. I'm just going to do it. So I like set my eyes on it. And then a day later, I was like, oh, I need to do my research. So I started doing it. And then it turns out I didn't know the <laughs> the place at all. I was like, wait a minute, I must have gotten it confused with another haunted house, which now I don't even know what the, the name of that is. So I have to figure out which one I was thinking of.
0: See, now I'm curious, is it gonna trip me up too? No,
1: or? no, no, no. So it's actually a really famous one. It wasn't it wasn't very difficult to find information, to be honest.
0: But, but I mean, am I gonna get tripped up because I'm gonna think I know, but then I don't?
1: We'll see. All this right. one is called the Myrtle's Plantation. Does Mm. that sound familiar?
0: You know, I don't know if it's because Myrtle Plantation is familiar, or just when I hear Myrtle, it's such a rare thing that just thinking of Myrtle. Well, it's
1: Myrtles. I think it's, um, so if I remember correctly, it was named later, it was renamed at some point because of the Myrtle plants, or they're kind of like flowers. Hmm. I don't remember their full name, but that's what it's named after because there's just like a pretty flower that grows rampant in that area.
0: Interesting. Well, (laughs) nothing super obvious has jumped to mind, so maybe this will just be fresh for me. So hit me up. Tell me about Myrtle Plantation. Myrtle's or Myrtle?
1: Everywhere I I read, it said Myrtle's Plantation.
0: Adding an S, very New Mexican. (laughs) S on everything.
1: We're on it. Okay. So this haunted place is located in St. Francisville, Louisiana, originally built in 1796 by general david bradford i'm not sure if bradford knew or didn't care but the home was built on top of an indian burial ground
0: (laughs) (laughs) we hear it so much on this podcast it feels like a cliche but all right let's let this happen no
1: just a requirement i think (laughs) if if it's not it's not up to my standards
0: okay you think he like knew he's like i don't give a shit
1: i don't know this i mean who knows but anyway so he did, and so we're off to a great start. <laughs> People often refer to it as one of America's most haunted homes, Oh. of course. Uh, and aside from this, like I said, it is a very famous spot, a hot spot. Perfect. There have been countless of popular paranormal shows that have covered this story as well. And, uh, <laughs> and I just have to say real quick, so after I had done all my freaking research and I've spent hours and hours of doing this, I ran across, like, right at the last minute before I decided I was going to be done, an actual dissertation on this place.
0: Are you serious? Yeah,
1: it was, like, over, it was, like, 247 pages or something like that long. It's called A Critical Ethnology, no, sorry, A Critical Ethnography of Myrtle's Plantation in St. Francisville, Louisiana with ruminations on hauntology, a dissertation for a doctorate in philosophy written by Holly Ann Vaughn uh, from Louisiana State University. So it's like this big mouthful that I barely got <laughs>
0: out. Hey, I remember when, um, when we were in college and our anthro professors said, the longer your title is, the more likely the professor is going to think it's bullshit.
1: This is a very long one. That's a
0: big And I'm not saying it's bullshit. I'm not trying to shit on it. But that was always that thing they said. Your dissertation title should be concise, but also pay attention to brevity. And that's not doing either.
1: Yeah. I'm confused, and it's long. I I was like, what is that word? But yeah, so when I saw that, I'm like, too late. I already (laughs) did my research. Goodbye, dissertation. But if anyone is interested, that is the title. And uh, have fun reading it. Anyway, I'm gonna. Did talk you about- read
0: all 250 pages? Hell no. I don't blame you.
1: <laughs> I read the title and I was like, okay, and then I closed I'm an it. I'm X right now. <laughs> I know exactly what every word in this sentence means. <laughs> <laughs> so I basically read it. So, Perfect. Yeah. Uh, so the property, uh, it's a style of the house is a Creole cottage. It has a heavy influence from French colonial the house is in the center of a large pond on a small island so there's like the land then the pond and in the the pond there's a little island and that's where the house is
0: like a mini moat it's like a
1: mini moat yeah but with more water probably than your average moat
0: always wanted a moat
1: yeah
0: i'm just a nerd like that
1: i also wanted a castle but here we are
0: (laughs) why is the moat more important to me than the castle i don't know why
1: Well, I think that would already imply that you had resources.
0: I guess I just assumed all my enemies would drown. Maybe I'm even weird like that. (laughs) Okay.
1: I just want to live nice. You're like, and I want people to die. No big deal.
0: (laughs) Their armor's too heavy. They'll all die. I don't need a castle. I'll just have like a little tent in my moat. Perfect.
1: Uh, So obviously there is a bridge for access and the ground sits or the, uh, the plantation sits on a 600 acre land. The house was passed down to multiple heirs and since then there have been multiple owners as well. I am not going to go through each and every name or date at this point. <laughs> Thank you. But what I'm going to do is that whenever there's a story I'll let you know who was the owner if it's and relevant, what date. Right? Yeah, okay. Only if it's relevant, really. Totally. Um and today it is now a bed and breakfast. So yay.
0: Oh, now I'm already interested. Unless these stories scare me, now I'm actually pretty interested. Whenever everything's scary, but now bed and breakfast, I'm like, ooh, quaint, let's do it. Let's get an omelet and be scared.
1: Yeah, they're like, here's your muffin, and uh, don't mind the ghosts, because whatever. Yeah.
0: Continental breakfast, scariest part of the trip.
1: <laughs> it really is. I never eat that. Actually, that's a lie. I try to steal as many muffins as I can.
0: But then you see the gross-ass waffle maker that, like, somebody died while they were making waffles, <laughs> and it looks all disgusting and burnt. And all I... you wanted was Where waffles. Where the
1: hell have you stayed at?
0: Oh, man. I've never seen that Best Western Denver. Oh
1: wow! Never Me, again. That's very specific of you.
0: We are not sponsored by Best Western. I'm just saying.
1: <laughs> Otherwise, we'd be the worst.
0: <laughs> they would drop us. Anyway, <laughs> keep going. Sorry, my bad. I didn't mean to interrupt.
1: So um, yeah, I'm gonna start off with the ghost of a Native American woman. Uh, literally, just a Native American girl is sometimes seen walking on the property. Hmm. There's not a lot of information, which I can't assume why there would be. Um, the settlers did everything they can to eradicate any information left. So there's you can't no. Can't get rid
0: of a ghost though, right? There's
1: uh, but you can't get rid of a ghost. So here we go. Uh, that's that's all we know about that. There is another ghost that who is thought to be an elderly caretaker. He was the groundskeeper back in 1927. He died on the property when he was robbed and then shot. Aww. He is, yeah, he was often seen outside wearing overalls and minding his own business.
0: Is that 1800s clothing?
1: He's like 1800s <laughs> cute, yeah. actually, Check it's... last episode if you're confused, <laughs> by the way. All right. Oh yeah, <laughs> not dissing 1800s. I mean, I guess it was a good time, I don't know. But no, he, he's just kind of minding his own business, so that's cool. And then there's a lady in white. She is incredibly active. Uh, particularly in photos. Mm. Her favorite place is to appear in a window on the second floor. Not a lot of history with her either. But now we're going to get into the most, I don't know if it's the most, but one of the more popular ghosts. Okay. And there's quite a story to her. Uh, It's believed that the spirit is of a young slave girl who lived on the property, and her name is Chloe. She has two versions of her story. So here we go. This story takes place in 1823 when Clark and Sarah Woodruff inherited the property, and they are the second owner after Sarah's mother died of yellow fever, so for the first owners. The first version of the story starts with Clark Woodruff decided that he was going to take Chloe as his mistress, and when I say mistress, I mean she was forced to have sexual relations with him because she was only a teenager, and uh, and he was not. Woof. Yeah. So time goes on, and he gets tired of being with Chloe.
0: Can someone haunt him and take care of his ass?
1: And decided that he's getting another mistress. This did not go over well with Chloe, and not because she was in love with him or anything, but it would have meant that she would have had to have gone back to the field, which I guess would have been worse than being with Woodruff, but at least she would have been able to stay in the house. As revenge, Chloe decided to bake a cake laced with oleander, which is a very poisonous plant. Is it? I guess so.
0: I know it's like a really cool band name. I've never... I didn't know it was a real thing.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I know. I know know. it's a plant. I just didn't know. I mean, I try not to eat a lot of plants that are just wild, but (laughs) I guess this one is definitely one you don't (laughs) want to do. Just go grazing. (laughs) I try not to graze. Um, Mr. Woodruff's wife, Sarah, and two of his children ended up eating the cake and died. Fuck. After the incident, an angry mob gathered and beat up Chloe, hanged her then threw her body in the river as punishment. So that's story number one. Story number two of how it goes, slight variations for sure, is that uh, uh, Chloe was actually working in the main house, but just as a maid, not a mistress. And she was always uh, very curious about Mr. Woodruff's business affairs and was always spying on his meetings. Unfortunately, she wasn't very good at spying and she got <laughs> caught quite a few times. and by the third time, Mr. Woodruff was so fed up that he decided to punish her by cutting off one of her ears. From then on, Chloe would always wear a green turban in an attempt to hide her scars. She was so scared that her appearance and her spying was going to get her kicked out of the house, so she um, and so she was very desperate to get into Mr. Woodruff's good graces and her plan was to bake a cake with just enough oleander to make the family sick that way when she nursed everyone back to health they would be very grateful and keep her
0: isn't there a term for that like nightingale syndrome or something like
1: uh...
0: if you nurse someone back to health like they like you more but also you're happy about it
1: There's one called, um, Munchausen? No, 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 I think that's... Maybe it's
0: something like that. Yeah, it's something like that. Yeah, yeah, okay.
1: No, I think Munchausen might be actually when someone keeps making someone sick all the time so they can take care of them, but never to get better.
0: Huh.
1: Anyway, I don't know. I'm sure there's a a medical term for that. Anyway, so that was her plan, but it was just like the one-time thing she was thinking, you know, just so that she didn't have to leave the house. But... You know, her plan definitely failed and she accidentally added too much oleander and killed two of the Woodruff's children.
0: (laughs) Whoopsie daisies.
1: Oops, yeah. So more or less the story ends the same way. She gets hanged and dies on the property. There is a famous image of a transparent figure standing outside on the side of the house near the front porch. There's Mm. also the same area that guests have claimed to have seen a girl in a green turban walking around. And the image of that like, the girl standing by the building has been analyzed, and from what I understand, it has yet to be debunked.
0: Interesting. Yeah. So the, the ghost-like figure, does it look like a girl, or is it too abstract or I, ominous? It's I a little abstracty,
1: picture. but I guess people think they're, like, straight up. That's Did a you
0: see the picture? No,
1: I didn't. Right, but I, thought, right, I heard it curious. described what, so, quite a few times.
0: So maybe people are just seeing it, maybe there isn't a picture. It's just yeah a visage. Interesting. It's creepy, though. That the green is... turban is very specific.
1: Yeah, and I think that's why maybe they associated with her, but here's mm. what I'm going to tell you next. All right. There is uncertainty of Chloe's story even being real oh, Okay. because there are no records of her existence. <laughs> this makes it difficult to believe. However, many people believe that maybe she did exist, but maybe uh, Chloe wasn't her real name. You know what I mean? Like they got, that's just the name they gave her.
0: Or the rumors you took it over. Rumors and, took yeah, over, I'm things sure. changed.
1: But also, there are some conflicting records about the children's death. So I'm going to talk about that next. Perfect. Yeah. So the next. Tell
0: me more about child death.
1: <laughs> child death. So the next stuff is the Woodruff children Cornelia and James Woodruff, as I mentioned, and sorry. Of Chloe, it seems that there are inconsistencies when researching. There are conflicting records that suggest that the children did not die from poisoning, but rather that they became ill and died of yellow fever. Even with that explanation, the legend has inconsistencies. Either way, how the story goes, most do think that children did die on the property, and even more Mm. people have experienced their spirits when visiting.
0: So Interesting.
1: Definitely kids have died. Yeah. Now, which ones of the stories that people like to tell, if those children did in fact die, might not be correct.
0: Absolutely. I mean, if everyone died and became a ghost, this would be a very noisy planet.
1: (laughs) It would be. Um, Sometimes the children will appear physically and clearly that make you believe they're real, only to suddenly disappear. Sometimes you will hear their voices. They like to interact with guests and staff, so it wouldn't be uncommon to hear them say hi every once in a while.
0: Ooh. It sounds so pleasant, but disturbing at the same time.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, I, it could be very innocent, but then at the same time, it's so not uh, <laughs> okay. Like, uh, It's not
0: a normal thing. It's not
1: normal to hear voices out of nowhere, and so I just would prefer not to. So the next story is Cleo. In 1865, William Winter became the owner of the plantation. He had a daughter named Kate Winter who became very ill with yellow fever. The doctors had little faith that she would survive, but the parents were so desperate that they looked for alternative methods that might help her recover. Mm -hmm. They eventually found a woman who was a slave named Cleo in a neighboring plantation that allegedly had healing powers. It's speculated that Cleo performed voodoo rituals but no one can really say for sure what type of either like religion or whatever means she was using to to heal the child but anyway despite cleo's attempts the child died her failure to cure kate was not received well (laughs) and uh so the family hung her out of anger there's also the version of the story that the parents thought that Cleo might have killed Kate on purpose for vengeance from being a slave, mm-hmm. but I just think that they were taking it out on her, to be honest. Um, their story Isn't dep- that
0: always the way it was then, though?
1: It really was. Uh, there really wasn't... There didn't have to be a lot of reasons to just kill one people like each other. But in particular, slaves. I, I don't think you wanted to do it all the time because mm. you still wanted them to work, I suppose. You know what I mean? But at the same time, But his,
0: She probably didn't do anything. Let's be honest. What we know of history.
1: I mean, she probably was like, you perform your rituals. And she's like, what the fuck are you talking about? They definitely probably just took it out on her for whatever reason that it was. Um, there are stories of people seeing her on the property as well. Mediums and other voodoo priests or priestesses have confirmed that her spirit is still on the property. So there's definitely... Someone on the property that has practiced voodoo, whether or not it is Cleo, but that's the story that is associated with the voodoo priestess.
0: They're just assuming.
1: Uh, They're just assuming, but there's definitely a strong energy there. Totally. And uh, other people who practice voodoo have confirmed it as well. Uh, This is another story of William Winter, who is the father of the child that died in the previous story. Mm. Kate's father. And he died a few years later in 1871. There was an article about the incident. It happened one late evening when William heard a man call out his name from outside. So he went out to go check it out. As soon as he stepped outside, someone shot him in the chest. He was wounded, obviously. But he tried to make his way up the stairs and died on the 17th step. Today, people have claimed to hear someone walk up the footsteps and stop on the seventeenth step. Mm. So they're thinking it's him.
0: (laughs) Such a specific step. Like, (laughs) how do you how do you calculate that? Like he died. Where did he die? The (laughs) seventeenth step. Are you sure it wasn't sixteen? No, no, seventeenth, bro. Seventeenth. I'd
1: also like to wonder which one categorizes the seventeenth, like the the one closest to his head are the one that's... Yeah, a body's not
0: one step <laughs> in width.
1: How long are these steps?
0: It's so specific, it sounds a little bit... All right, all right. Keep going, though. This is actually intriguing.
1: Okay, so the mirror. There is a haunted mirror that is located at the main entrance of the house. It's a very old mirror and has some aged, worn-out areas on the surface that people use... Um, To explain why you might see some figures in there. Do you know what I'm saying? Since it's so worn out, they're like, well, of course you're going to think you see something. Well, of course. It's so, like, smudged or ugly or whatever. Anyway, but I don't know, because I did see a picture, a pretty, like, popular picture Mm -hmm. of an old woman reflecting in it, and she looks straight up real to me. Now, could have been a real old woman, maybe.
0: (laughs) But it looked pretty So when was this picture?
1: I don't know, when cameras were invented.
0: Black and white, old school? No,
1: it was colored. It was a color picture. Okay, okay. Yeah. Anyway, so that that, that was pretty cool.
0: <laughs> In the land of cameras. <laughs> all right, all right, keep going.
1: Um, so, uh, yeah, oftentimes there are children's handprints on the mirror, which is normal because kids touch everything. But it would also happen right after cleaning it, and there would be no children staying at the mm. B&B. Some have claimed to have seen children in the reflection, and sometimes they're crying.
0: Well, that's unnerving.
1: That's just, ugh, yeah, that's sad. Sad and creepy. I don't
0: want to see a kid in my mirror, and if they're crying, (laughs) I'm even like, I'm like, I need to get the hell out of (laughs) here.
1: That can't be good, Oh, I gotta (laughs) say.
0: I'm gonna get pizza. (laughs) Why, there's a
1: kid crying in my (laughs) mirror. I gotta go. Uh, So, these are some general accounts from people. Items go missing. Doors open, close, or shake on their own. Shadowy figures are very common. Hmm. Uh, feeling like your leg is being pulled in the middle of the night is another. See, that one's
0: extreme.
1: That's a big one, That actually. one's beyond
0: just like, I got a feeling. Like, you know <laughs> someone's pulling your leg. That's yeah. a big thing.
1: Right. I mean, you're it's not like, oh, did someone touch my arm and I woke up? No, you're like physically in a different part of the bed now because someone pulled on your leg. That's clear evidence that you moved. Absolutely. Well, that was actually one of
0: the strongest parts of the first Conjuring movie. That's true. There's a scene, obviously, no spoilers, where you see a girl getting pulled when she's in the Mm -hmm. bed and it's intense. And that's probably one of the scariest parts of the movies, if you ask me.
1: Yeah, it was a pretty good one. It's It's very lonely.
0: Like, can you imagine being in a room with people who are sleeping and you're with people, but you're still lonely because they're all sleeping. You're the only one experiencing something. That was a very intense moment for me.
1: Yeah. So this happens also at the Myrtles Plantation. So yay. (laughs) Uh, Feeling extreme sadness at times is common. And electronics often die or malfunction. So those are just some real common stuff. Here are some personal accounts I was able to find. Uh, One by Mark Leonard, who was a tour guide and a local historian. He said that he was resting in one of the rooms reading a book Uh, One night, when the bed started shaking violently, he looked around the room and saw that the chandelier and other items in the room were completely still, so it was definitely not an earthquake. After it was over, uh, Mark got up from the bed and looked around and discovered that the legs of the bed left scratches on the ground.
0: Mm. So it was definitely... It happened.
1: I mean, it happened. And they're still there. Like They showed it. It was creepy
0: that's really good
1: yeah and uh from what he understood because like i said he's like a local historian as well sure. he said that is also the same room where two children have died so who knows if they're involved with the shaking
0: totally
1: another one is hester ebby she worked or might still work there she's a tour manager and has been there for 20 years a uh, fun fact she was interviewed in unsolved mysteries episode which i think aired in 1999 then interviewed on Ghost Adventures which aired 10 years later and I also found out that she was on Ghost Hunters which is my favorite show but I was not able to find that episode um, so I wasn't able to watch it. I found this out because I first watched Unsolved and I was like oh cool and then I saw Ghost Adventures and I was like wait a minute
0: I've seen <laughs> I, this one before. Do I know you?
1: <laughs> Do I know you? Yeah so I thought that was pretty funny. Um, anyway. Did her
0: story <laughs> change? Did she get unreliable? No
1: actually uh, she wasn't super informative she kind of told some of the lore or the legends that surround the place and stuff like that but i would like to say yeah she she does believe that spirits are on the property um all she would really say was that at times she would get creeped out it was never a specific place or time it was just random and you never knew when you would feel it like that's what she described it as And during the ghost adventure segment, she claimed to not know anything about voodoo or anyone that practiced it. And then, moments later, the team asked another person that I think worked at the plantation as well to see if they knew anyone. And that person was like, oh yeah, just ask Miss Emmy. She not only knows about it, but she also raised a boy since eight years old who is a well-known voodoo priest in the area. And that was like a really big, uh, I don't know if it was like not a misunderstanding because she straight up said... No, I don't know anything about voodoo. And no, I don't know anyone who practices it. And so, like, (laughs) they're like, the team's like, what the hell? (laughs) But anyway, I think, like, just based on her two interviews that I saw, it felt like maybe she was protecting the property. And instead of fueling interest and allowing others to disturb the dead, she was kind of... Like protecting. Oh,
0: gotcha. She like didn't want to make it a like a circus. Right. Media circus. Like she'll
1: tell you the legends and the stories and some and you know, maybe what she feels, but not necessarily something crazy or or no, you can't perform voodoo here kind of thing. She doesn't want to encourage that. That that was my vibe. I don't know if that's what they were thinking, but that's what I gathered from the two interviews.
0: Interesting.
1: Yeah. I don't know. She was pretty I thought she was pretty cool. Um
0: Did she seem, uh, she fun?
1: Oh, she was just normal. Like, I don't know if she was particularly like, she wasn't crazy. I think that was kind of the, the point. She wasn't trying to make it seem so (laughs) spectacular. Um, so that was pretty cool. Another person is Tita Moss. She was the owner of Myrtle Plantation when Unsolved Mysteries did their episode. Uh, I don't know if she still is, but, um, she was at that point. And she claimed that she was not a believer of ghosts or spirits, which is why she didn't have any reservations about buying the property. It wasn't until sometime later that she realized that the home was definitely haunted. And she even had a funny quote. She said, uh, financially, I couldn't afford to be scared, which I felt was very honest.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. That sounds like something my dad would say. Yeah,
1: it's like, I get it. I now believe in ghosts, but I I don't care. Like, I can't do anything about it. I can't
0: afford to believe in ghosts right now. (laughs) Damn. I'm too poor. So tell me what happened with her investment in the property.
1: Her mostly was just little things. I don't know if she ever saw full apparitions or anything like that, but she would see doors open when she would be in certain rooms. All of a sudden, she'd feel uh, scared or sad, um, hear uh, footsteps when you would turn around and no one was there. So the vague, basic kind of haunting stuff she was experiencing very, very often and and to the point where she's like, there's no way. The, I get it. There's ghosts. I'm just
0: seeing someone like, they're holding their wallet. They're like,
1: I don't see anything. <laughs> Can you guys give me money then?
0: <laughs> it's like, if you're a ghost, you have to pay me $500 or I won't see you. Yeah. That's what I would <laughs> say. Bargaining saying. with the ghost. All
1: right. Uh, so this one's, oh, or the next person is Amy Campbell. She was an, uh, someone who was interviewed on Unsolved Mysteries. She and her friend stayed at Myrtle Plantation for a night. They took the tour and were all very well informed that the place was haunted. And at that point, I think she was starting to get very, uh, a little unsettled for sure. She was like, I don't know if I want to see a ghost now. Anyway, later that night when she was asleep in her bed, she was abruptly woken up by, uh, her bed was shaking. She looked up and saw a little girl bouncing up and down at the end of her bed. Frightened, Amy could only pull the covers over her head, but the bouncing never stopped. It continued mm. for what she said was like forever. Eventually,
0: <laughs> That was totally forever. It was like
1: forever. Oh my god! Anyway, eventually the bouncing did stop. Amy looked up and saw no one was in the room with her. Mm. Mm-mm. Child, get out of here! Literally, I child, think she get was just
0: dealing with her inner desire to jump on the bed. I'm just.
1: <laughs> it was just her.
0: Who doesn't want to jump on the bed? <laughs> Me. Don't jump on the bed. A ghost will come in and do it instead.
1: Hey, that rhymed. Did it? Oh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Watch out, Eminem. We're coming. Yeah,
1: here ah! with your haunted rhyme. <laughs> with my one rhyme. <laughs> you only need one. <laughs> um, so, the next story is from Mark and Holly Parenti, also on Unsolved Mysteries. Uh, Mark was not about it. Like, he didn't want to go to the plantation. But his wife, Holly, was like, yes, we're going. And to make things worse, when they finally checked into the room, they were told that they were the only ones there that night. So they were going al- <laughs> to be alone in the house.
0: That's a rule with haunted hotels. <laughs> and we discovered, though, anytime someone is a haunted hotel, I almost like if you and me ever owned a haunted hotel and I hope we never do. But I'm just saying sure. if we did, I think it would be our rule to tell everyone who stayed there, even if it was like a no vacancy for hotels, like you guys are the only ones staying here today. <laughs> Like, and they're like, we were just at the Continental Breakfast, and there were like 40 people eating really sad boxes of cereal. I'm oh, like, they left. I was like, there was no one here. <laughs> oh, my God. There's a bunch did... of ghosts eating sad, pathetic boxes of cereal. Just
1: tell them everyone's a ghost, <laughs> and then they'll have a good time. They're like, why was I talking to an accountant? Like, most boring ghost ever.
0: <laughs> Take your ghost better, loser.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Accountants are cool. Anyway, um... So, again, alone, alone in the house they were. And uh, they were getting ready for a bed when they were finally settling down until Mark and Holly heard footsteps outside the door. Holly quickly got up and went to investigate. Before she could reach the staircase, the sound stopped. Huh. She said that she was so sure that the steps were coming from the stairs, but there was no one there and it would have been the same staircase that William Winters died on.
0: Oh. So
1: she heard him. In the same Unsolved mystery show, Robert Stax, the host, he said that the production crew that went out there experienced a lot of equipment failure. Like notably, mm. notably bad. Their cameras, walkie-talkies, and cell phones were constantly malfunctioning. I mean, to the point where the host was like,
0: we have to mention. This. Oh, I
1: have to tell you, like that could have easily
0: knows? been hidden from the audience. Like if any you yeah. haven't seen the old school unsolved mysteries, like that's not the kind of information they offer. Up, no, on they a never.
1: Basis. I had never heard him say that really before. I mean, I can't remember every episode, but it wouldn't have been a common thing. Do you know uh, what I'm
0: saying? I really want to see it now. Just that uh, segment. Yeah. I just want to see how they react to the weirdness. Okay.
1: Yeah. In true to form, I have some real reviews on like. TripAdvisor or or whatever. Okay. This one comes from Don D. And she says, I did the tour in the morning and found it to be interesting and fun. Now for the good stuff. (laughs) It is haunted. Is it haunted? I say yes. There is a desk in the room where we tried to open, but I figured it was locked. When I woke up, it was wide open. At night, the bed started to shake, not once, but twice. I sat there not thrice. Not thrice. <laughs> I sat there watching it happen with no explanation as to why. The staff was beyond friendly and the breakfast was tasty. There is a gift shop on site. <laughs> <laughs> um. And so yeah, I think that was it. And this year,
0: five out of five. I love it. If you like super haunted. I was scared for my life, but there's a gift shop. Five out of five.
1: <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, Don. <laughs>
0: all right all the right, next
1: right. one is marjorie b
0: oh marg
1: marg <laughs> Dang it's it. an inside <laughs> joke oh geez okay um she says we stayed and my fiance was saying to the general store clerk how he didn't believe and was questioning that in that oh god she wrote this kind of crazy i'm sorry uh, so, her husband was talking to the store clerk, and uh, while he was questioning the fact that there was any ghost, sure. and he was running his mouth, the whole entire t-shirt rack fell off the wall in front of us. Damn. The TV turned itself off at night. It was a cool experience, for sure. The family next to us even said all the toys came out of the toy box in their room, and we saw his daughter sleeping in the car. Oh, so I guess one of the daughters like was like, F this. <laughs> Sleeping in the car. Yeah, please. <laughs> um, and then she says that the restaurant on site is very nice. Five out of five. So. <laughs> wow,
0: people in there. Wow. Okay.
1: <laughs> Their brains are kind of everywhere, I guess. Um, this one is by Dory K. I have been thinking about the Myrtles recently and decided I should finally share my experience when my daughter and sister and myself visited November 9th, 2017. We took the daytime ghost tour with a lady with short gray hair and glasses, possibly Connie. (laughs) It was only myself, sister, and daughter. Our tour guide was wonderful and was doing a great job. We were in one of the main floor rooms and she was telling us the story. All of a sudden, she stopped, uh, stopped talking and started to quietly laugh. We looked at each other and quietly wondered what she was doing. She started speaking again and stopped a minute later and laughed. She said she was so sorry, but something was tickling her, and she, would, mm-hmm. <laughs> and she could not help but laugh. Was it a ghost child? We did not know if this was part of the show or not, but when the tour ended, we went to the gift shop. When she was in there telling the story to the other lady about her experience, I don't believe she would have planned it and then gossiped to her friend later <laughs> for us to overhear. Anyway, that was her story. Five out of five
0: is there anyone who gave like a one out of five i want to hear that story. actually
1: there was but it was super weird what did he complain about <laughs> oh his big complaint was a location and i'm like well, where the hell did you think it was anyway it was really weird
0: <laughs> not near a church zero out of five.
1: <laughs> zero out of five um and finally so those are my stories but if you guys do want to stay in that place, it ranges from $165 to $525 Whoa. a night. Even the
0: $165, the low end's pretty high. The
1: low end is high. Yeah.
0: I mean, is it a nice
1: hotel? It's it's a it's a good it's a really beautiful historical home. So it's like you know really old and stuff. But I don't know.
0: Well, I, mean, I guess it's a bed and breakfast. In my hotel. It's a bed like and I breakfast. So you okay. do get free breakfast. So it does change things.
1: Yeah, and there is a day tour that is available but there's an evening tour that you can take um that is separate pay but it's only 15 bucks a person so it's not a big deal anyway yeah so if you guys want to stay there those are the prices you're looking at and also there's ghosts
0: (laughs) so (laughs) also bonus
1: so you're paying for a premium to maybe experience some hauntings yeah
0: we've got hot towels great showers (laughs) ghosts but don't mind that
1: but don't mind that
0: so would you be willing to stay there
1: I think I I definitely would. Um,
0: then the ghosts are like super malicious, not like some of the stories, you know. No,
1: like, no, not at all. They
0: seem more annoying than threatening, don't you think?
1: These ghosts? Yeah, for sure. I don't think any of them were really ever threatening. The only ones that kind of bothered me was the touching at night. Um, I just don't want to be touched. I think, and so that it doesn't really- have
0: to be at night. I don't want to be touched by a ghost at any point. I guess that's
1: true, but at the night, night
0: just is like when I'm vulnerable and sleeping. I guess so. It's like weirder. I
1: mean, I really wasn't expecting it. I was so unconscious. It doesn't even. It's not even funny. Um, yeah, I would definitely do it. I don't know if I'd be willing to pay, but if someone was like, "Oh, well, I, I got you a a ticket," well, not a ticket, but you know, I paid for your room. I'd be like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> Then I'd be more willing to go.
0: I got you a death certificate. So if you want to stay, <laughs> I
1: already wrote out your obituary. I don't know. It sounds
0: pretty interesting. I might be willing to. None of the ghost stories threatened me. I think I'd be down.
1: Yeah, I agree. I you think can do it. It, even though it's like super haunted and it seems like everyone always experiences something, I'm okay with this.
0: When are we going to be in the area though?
1: Oh, yeah. In Louisiana? I don't know.
0: I mean, we, we want to go to New Orleans, but that's about it.
1: Yeah, but that's not... The and we're not going to stay in some,
0: like, little haunted bed and breakfast. We're going to we're gonna be somewhere, like, heavy.
1: Yeah, that is for like sure. Bourbon Street or something. Out of the way. Yeah, I don't know if we'll ever go, uh, unless someone wants to make a thing out of it, but even then, who knows?
0: That sounds like a book, though, like, The Road Trip Guide to the United States by people who want to get scared to fuck. <laughs> it's nothing but, like, haunted hotel stays the whole way.
1: Yes. Might be kind
0: of good, but I think I'd get a little unnerved at some point. I'm like, no, 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 no. I need to not think about Ghosts Tonight and I just need... For, like,
1: need to, one night, please. I
0: just need to watch some stupid cartoons and just <laughs> cartoons. phase out. Well, I mean, like, adult swim-style cartoons. No, like, no, I don't no. Mean, I, I don't mean I need to watch, like, Rugrats.
1: Yeah. I could I could go for an episode of Rugrats after a haunting. Be like, please, take me back to my childhood. I think it was a good good uh, story, so I did it, despite not thinking it was the correct one. That I was originally playing. What did you
0: think was the correct one? I don't
1: know. I don't remember what the name is now. I uh, thought so it we was. So got to wait
0: until you find it and then we're, we're going to get <laughs> <Right>. that story.
1: <laughs> I think I can just Google some of the stuff I remember. I'll find it. That makes sense. Yeah. It'll be fine.
0: Well, I dug it. But I, I'm i totally dry on my drink. I think I need another one. My PBR barely Ooh. lasted me. I need another drink. And when we get back, I got a story to tell. Well, I've actually got a couple stories to Ooh. tell. Ooh story's long term I got stuff to talk to you about let's put it that way
1: okay now I'm confused (laughs)
0: yeah I got some crazy crazy shit to throw at you so let's take a break and we'll come right back see you guys in a few minutes welcome back guys got a fresh drink well not just a drink just did a fresh shot of rum just to uh, (laughs) keep things rolling Uh, so
1: we're we're good
0: we're good So, since last episode, the world has gotten a little UFO crazy. I don't know if you've noticed that. Uh, I actually got sent videos from two of our friends. So shout out to both Sean and Lisa for that. I'm not gonna cover those in this episode. I'm hoping to do it next week's episode, and there's a reason. And that's because I'm trying to find a way to edit those videos together and post them to our Instagram, like in the middle of the week, so people have had time to look at them before we discuss them. I I found out from a previous episode, I don't like discussing like videos unless I know that some people have a chance to see it. So oh, sure. I'm going to try to make that happen. But either way, I still got two submissions from them. Pretty excited about them. We're going to get to them. But today... I'm going to talk about some government leaks as well as satellite images that popped up on Reddit. So get ready for an end of episode in Counter, 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 Counter. It's been a while, hasn't it? It
1: has.
0: So for those of you unaware, on the 25th of June, all intelligence relating to government investigations of UFOs are allegedly supposed to be turned over to Congress for review. On a previous episode, I did talk about a few different sightings that were confirmed to be unidentified by the government. That doesn't mean aliens, it just means they don't know what they are. These sightings go back many years, and several of them have been confirmed by the government to be unidentified, so mm. we know that there's legit government video where they have announced they don't know what it is. And that, I guess, is what makes this all intriguing, because those are the things that the analyses of them are supposed to be released. Okay. So the report is supposed to cover all officially documented incidents of UFOs, as well as research and conclusions into those findings. So it's hard to know exactly what to expect from these reports, but some people think it's going to be world changing. I mean, Mm -hmm. these are the people who expect way too much. I'm not that (laughs) way. I'm way more reserved about it. Only time will tell. However-
1: I wanna know.
0: Oh, I wanna know too, but uh, I'm pretty reserved as to what the impact's gonna be.
1: Oh, I see. So the
0: 25th, it's so close, but it's yet so far away. But that makes (laughs) what I'm about to say pretty exciting. Some early leaks from senior administration officials who have already received briefings about the report have come out. Okay. I can only assume these briefings were done from non-redacted versions of the reports, Mm -hmm. as opposed to the one Congress will see, which is going to be like, three or five words not blacked out per page and they're not really going to know what they're reading. Right. So I don't know if any of you have ever tried to read government releases. They have to redact things for confidentiality. The Congress people get to read it but we don't and it's usually ugh, woof. But anyway so what the? So what have these officials been saying? As one could expect since it's a government report they don't have many answers. But The only thing that is asserted by the reports is that the UFOs being spotted are not U.S. technology or part of any top secret U.S. operations. However, let's be honest for a second. If there is anyone that can keep secrets from the U.S. government, it's the U.S. government. (laughs) Compartmentalization is not only real, it's a strategy. So it's gonna make me sound like super x Filesy. let's be honest, because I mean, X-Files is amazing, but this is what they talked about there. It's that there's a good chance the people doing the investigating would never have been given access to information that might help them solve these problems. It's yeah. so like Fox Mulder is meant to investigate the X-Files and there's people in the government that could actually answer it, but they're not talking to him for reasons and, and all that.
1: It goes too far.
0: So the report does seem to admit that the behavior of the UFOs that are captured are absolutely bizarre. They're moving in ways that don't make sense. They they can't explain them because there's nothing known, or at least to them, with U.S. government craft or anything that we're practicing with that should move like that. Mm-hmm. They do admit that they think some of it could possibly be experimental technology from Russia and China. Something I've always asserted. I think a lot of people asserted. I doesn't. think a
1: lot of people might think that's a possibility. I mean, I'm, I don't think it's out of the realm to assume some of it is definitely experiments right. or advanced technology that we're just not aware of.
0: Yeah. That makes me a little uncomfortable because, I mean, I know I was born and raised in an America and maybe this makes me sound super ignorant, <laughs> but I always felt really confident that even if I didn't know about it, it was super like confidential and everything. I always felt like we were pretty high up on the technology spectrum. So if all of a sudden we're seeing stuff and we don't know what it is and it's announced, we don't know what it is, but maybe it's these other people doing amazing things we don't know how to do, that makes me a little nervous.
1: I know, I know what you mean, but then sometimes I look at what China—or no, not China—Japan is doing, and I'm like, "What the hell?" <laughs> right, with all Where the cool, that? like,
0: awesome robot stuff. And, yeah, i was just yeah. like, "Where did that
1: come from?" Yeah, and I think that's amazing, but yeah, that's I think it can point. happen everywhere for sure. I, I, I'm not surprised, I guess.
0: That's a fair point. and you know what? Maybe we're about to see a huge shift that we don't know about. So that's 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 a good point. I don't like it because <laughs> I I don't, yeah. I've got a moj. But anyway. <laughs> uh, um,
1: I don't even know what's going through your but head, I'd but like that's okay.
0: To, no, I... <laughs> no, no, no. It's okay. I, I I, just... I'm someone who wants all humanity to be one and united and wonderful, but at the same time, I get really...
1: But you want to be on top.
0: <laughs> no, but I get simultaneously nervous when I think about uh, a government system that is at least a known aggravator to a lot of people maybe doing stuff that is beyond what we can do, all of a sudden I just worry about, like, war and all that crazy stuff.
1: Because war is real, and and the prospects of us not winning is, is terrifying. I sure. don't
0: need to be on top. I just don't want people to get hurt, and I sure. don't want me to get hurt. I don't want <laughs> you to get hurt.
1: More specifically, I want to live. Okay. Right,
0: exactly. So let's just say it's stuff from Russia and China. Can okay. I just point out that so many of these weird sightings – which is including one of the videos that was sent to me. Why are they in remote areas? Alex. Like, they're not above military. Some of them are. But, like, some of are in the middle of nowhere above, like, some random mountain where you they're not even in the U.S. And you're like, there's no military bases here. Why am I seeing weird UFOs being captured? Right. It's like, like let's just pretend it's China. It's trying to just, like, send them everywhere and just see uh, what happens. Like, like a
1: mad scientist. You're just like, this doesn't make any sense. It
0: just gets weird. Yeah. The point that everyone is getting excited about, the most about what's coming out with these leaks though, the information does not in any way rule out the possibility of them being extraterrestrial Mm in origin. You can take that however you want, Mm -hmm. but if we are being fair, not ruling it out does not mean there is any evidence for it. Right. In fact, the report also allegedly has no evidence to suggest It is alien in nature at all. But the fact that the report does not have any solid or credible evidence proving it is human in origin Mm -hmm. and not alien, you got to admit that's a bit intriguing. Right. Like, you can't necessarily prove something's alien, but they have nothing to say we can guarantee this is a human craft. Mm -hmm. So there's something really exciting to me where they don't have any answers, but they don't even have enough information to say we know for sure it's human and that's exciting to me right because you know me i'm super skeptical but that is kind of exciting when all of this evidence they're like yeah we really don't know but we don't even have enough to say it is or isn't aliens that's awesome to me yeah that makes it really cool
1: well it makes it scary in in all levels um like you said it could be someone else's government scary it could be alien super scary right so i was just like well either way we're fucking scared so awesome
0: but enough of government leaks let's get (laughs) let's get to the fun stuff enough in other news (laughs) a few days ago a post appeared on reddit that was quite unexpected.
1: Oh, I like how you gave me shit about me uh, sourcing oh, yeah. Reddit. I
0: was I, I, I reddited the F <laughs> out of this post, but it was exciting, and it was the kind of thing I was totally into. By the way, almost everyone replying on this post, absolute buffoons. I'm just saying. But <laughs> but I read them. I, was, I read every reply. It was Don't great. worry. I was on there. <laughs> So it popped up on the conspiracy subreddit, which is admittedly one I don't follow, and most of the stuff on there, not my cup of tea. Right. However, I was browsing all at the time, so it just popped up. But this image did tickle my curiosity. It was an image showing satellite photos of Area 51 in Nevada. Hmm. More specifically, it highlighted three structures and claimed that they were ominous in nature. What intrigued me is that two of them actually looked very out of place for a military base. But if I'm being honest, not just a military base. They pretty much looked out of place anywhere.
1: What was it?
0: Oh, oh, I, we're gonna look at the photos. I printed some photos, but they will be, if you're listening to this and you haven't seen them already, they will be on our Instagram post, so you can check them out there. Let me hand you the photos. Yay. We're going to do the top three is okay. number one we're doing. So I'm going to start with the most intriguing of them. The one that the internet has dubbed the obelisk. The first it, one? Yeah. The Yeah. So those top three images. I don't know if they're going to be three images on the Instagram post, but it'll be labeled as one.
1: Okay. Yeah, it looks kind of weird.
0: Yeah, so it appears to be a large black building or structure that is quite tall, but has a triangular footprint instead of a typical rectangular one you see with most buildings. It's kind of like a Toblerone, only not segmented and standing up tall-wise, <laughs> if, if you don't know what I mean.
1: Yeah, like those chocolate bars. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. If, if it, I'm just trying to think of a way to describe a tall building that's triangular, because it's, okay. it's not like a pyramid. It's like...
1: Triangle in the other way, in the other direction. Yeah, it's not a
0: square, it's a triangle. Yeah, It's a black building with gray or white details on it, but they're hard to decipher what they actually are. Mm -hmm. It could be a building with rooms, or maybe a launching frame, or any number of other types of structure. All we know is that it's one of the tallest buildings in the base which you can tell from the rather long shadow it casts in the satellite view. It's hard to get an exact height. Yeah. But if you look at one of the other images I have on there, Mm -hmm. it has a shadow almost as long as the water tower near it. So if you think about it, its shadow and the water tower, and those are the same scale. The image I showed you, those are the exact same zoom factor. Okay. They're not any different scale. So those are the exact same scale, and they have almost the exact same shadow length. Although water towers can be different sizes, your average water tower, according to Google, and I'm going by Google here, is 165 feet. Okay, That makes it around 11 or 12 stories Mm tall-ish. So that's, that's pretty tall. It's fairly big, yeah. There's a lot of airstrips in the base, so part of me, and people on Reddit said this too, wants to say maybe it's an air traffic control tower. But it honestly doesn't look anything like any air traffic control towers yeah. we've ever seen before. It looks
1: very ominous. They're yeah, like, what they're if-
0: usually <laughs> round on purpose, you yeah. know, for views and everything.
1: Yeah, not triangle.
0: But it, it tell me it doesn't look creepy.
1: It totally looks like an evil building, yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, we have an evil building in Albuquerque. It's called the Darth Vader building. Its real name is even creepier. It's the Citadel.
1: The Citadel. Yeah, is it such is. such a
0: good name <laughs> for the black building. And I actually would love to own an office in that building because it's so cool looking. Yeah. But it is creepy. It, it, I don't know how it got the name of the Darth Vader building. I assume it's just because it's black. But I actually think Citadel is creepier. But anyway... Um, This doesn't look like an air traffic control building, or at least none like I've never seen. And triangle buildings are not terribly efficient uses of space. The structure also doesn't appear to have obvious windows or a clear or apparent observation section at the top. So it calls the idea that it's an air traffic control tower into question. Some of the people on the subreddit said it could be a launching or landing tower for maybe experimental craft. Mm. It's an interesting idea, but there's no evidence. It's just a thought. It's just just something thrown out there. I have no way of criticizing that sentiment. But what I can say, though, is that the building looks creepy and ominous, especially when – and sorry, you don't have the photos in there – if you just look around area 51 or at least what we can find on google maps assuming nothing's been doctored yeah almost everything looks like just square buildings it looks like warehouses and sheds oh, and buildings yeah. these the reason these are being brought up is because they look weird
1: well i think the for me like what's weird is if it was like a traffic control like you said sure wouldn't there be cars or something to indicate life? And there's nothing movement? near it. It's so vast. It's just the building and then nothing around it.
0: I agree. You don't have a bunch of people parking there. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm running air traffic control. Yeah, no, you're right. Okay. There's nothing around. It's just standing Unless
1: there. Unless there's a garage downstairs for parking. I don't know.
0: And like we said, it's as big as a water tower, so it's not like a fleeting small thing. It's not like the tiny obelisks that were coming out on the news that were like, I think they were like eight feet tall. This is, mm-hmm. This is like a you know, over 10 story tall, massive building. This is this is a big deal. Now, and triangle buildings, like I said earlier, they're not an efficient use of space. Uh, we do have a pretty big triangular building here in Albuquerque, and it looks beautiful. It's got a lot of other weird architectural things going on with it. But we don't have many because it's just a really crappy way. Yeah, to there's like a lot rooms. of
1: weird spaces and, and angles. I mean,
0: so it's weird. <laughs> Big like, angles. to see it, there has to be a purpose to it. Like it's especially because it's a garden building and it's not in the public space. It has nothing to do with architectural uh, aesthetic pleasing qualities. Yeah. it has to do with function usually, or saving money, you know, any of those things. And we can't tell anything that's going on there. So I think it's weird. I don't know what it is. It's my favorite building of all those. But anyway... (laughs) next we're gonna talk about what a lot of people are calling the pyramid that's the center section of images it'll be known as number two to yeah. you instagrammers
1: i mean i already kind of my eyes went to it already
0: now this one technically isn't in area 51 it's in an it's in a place called area four which is right near area 51 oh, okay so it's in the general area it's not i'm not saying like something's out in paris like it's it's right near there um it's just southwest of area 51 so relatively close in the grand scheme of things it's also technically not a pyramid even though people online keep calling it a pyramid pyramids have five sides and have Mm -hmm. a square footprint this is a triangular footprint with only four sides so that makes it a tetrahedron so someone else on reddit made this distinction thankfully which was a really good point and it was obvious but it's, it it's makes helpful
1: sense. when someone points it out first, but it, yeah.
0: But it makes sense. People call it a pyramid because it makes sense to us like a triangular shape mm-hmm. coming out of the ground, I guess. But I have to admit, seeing a tetrahedron on Google Maps, and some of those are my actual Google Maps. Those aren't just what people posted. Those are what I was finding. Oh, you, uh, you took these? Yeah. Uh, it's really trippy. It's crazy to see it because it, it stands is... out like a sore thumb. Those are
1: pretty good pictures. Well done.
0: Well, it's dark contrast with the shadows like yeah you can see it I mean we've zoomed into our own houses whenever we've lived into them and like we can't even like tell what cars in front
1: <laughs> like it's so damn blurry
0: but these are pretty pretty clear. Yeah. And so I
1: like the ones where you got what like the two guys working outside.
0: Oh, so those are from Google Image Search. I'm going to get to those.
1: Oh, Okay, I'm like,
0: "Geez." So, it's uh so since it's a shape you don't really often see in any satellite views, I think people might have gotten hung up on that thinking it looks different and maybe thinking it's a bigger deal than maybe it is.
1: Okay.
0: Um let's be honest, why would there be a tetrahedron like why would someone build this so that's that's an important thing to think about i'm not trying to overthink a conspiracy here but why would you have that weird shape in the middle of nowhere particularly on a government base but i think that might be what people are are obsessed with but it does look like it's a giant mound of dirt not some intricate structure that said, the fact that it <laughs> such also, a
1: weird mound of dirt to have, though, okay,
0: right. But I think one thing I do want to say before I continue is, it is, it does have a triangular footprint, just like the obelisk. So all of a sudden, we've seen two triangular right. base structures, which is always weird. Mm-hmm. We're seeing two of them right near each other. That's that's worth thinking about. But <laughs> I did a little Google foo on this pyramid or tetrahedron. And brought a couple images that look closer to the site, which I have there that should be on the Instagram as well. Mm -hmm. They're closer down to Earth. And one of the things that you can see is it's, A, not as big as it looks in Google Earth. It's
1: really small in comparison to what I thought.
0: That's assuming assuming the images I found are legit and they're current because maybe it's bigger now. They do seem to be legit Mm. because you kind of see this passage alleyway So I'm not positive, I'm just saying it seems pretty obvious that this should be the same thing. But what we should add is my Google Fu also pointed out that area four where these were taken is known for explosive testing. And it also looks like the area in which they test uh, this stuff was also known for nuclear tests back in the day.
1: Interesting. Okay. A
0: little research showed that uh, when they were doing nuclear tests in Nevada, one of the tests done in the early '80s was detonated within what documents refer to as the Pyramid Landmass. Perhaps the shape is the minimum amount of effort required to like build up land to contain mm-hmm. a shockwave. So, like maybe they found this is like the perfect structure to test subterranean explosions with shockwave protection with minimal effort like instead of building okay. a giant mountain it's just an idea it's just something to think about so what is this it does seem to be an explosive testing area but it looks weird you don't see this often it's worth paying attention to and the last thing this post called attention to was what they're referring to as the eye of Ra or the eye yeah of i was
1: looking at that
0: that's at the bottom. Yeah. So this is the one where I'm going, Meh. but anyway, but we should talk about it. It appears to be terrain deformation around a warehouse that vaguely resembles the ancient Egyptian symbol for the Eye it's of Ra or so the Eye of It's so
1: vague to me. I guess super I Super vague. I can kind of see the eye quality, but to me, I've been seeing roads going around the structure. Oh,
0: absolutely. So, so this one's super hard for me to swallow, but it was in the post, so I figure we need to talk about it. I think... That this is an example of people really trying too hard to see something that isn't there. They're just
1: compounding on strangeness. And I, and I, I admit the first one is definitely weird. The second one is smaller, still weird. And then the third one, I'm like, okay, I could have done without it.
0: Well, but even if we're trying to say that that third one is weird it doesn't look like the eye of raw.
1: I don't think so. It's
0: a weird shape, but I would argue it looks more like a six or a nine than anything close to one of these Egyptian eyes. I mean... Like if you turn it and just see like a six or a nine, it's way closer to that. I guess and I'm not amazing. even saying it's supposed to be a six or a nine, but I'm just saying it's closer to see something as simple as a six or a nine than this complicated eye of raw. <laughs> and I think it's because, I think the reason people are seeing it is because they're obsessed with the idea of tying conspiracies and aliens to ancient Egypt and I, I just I'm obsessed with ancient Egypt but I think recently in Vogue it's super important for people to tie those two together and that's okay but I think they're just like ooh I see a weird shape Maybe it looks like an eye. I want this to be Egyptian, and it's just not there to me. Mm-hmm. So I don't see it. So I thought that was a little bit weird, and people were trying a bit too hard. But if you look at, like, the image I did was my own. Like, I didn't even use the one that popped up. I zoomed in, and if you yeah. see the structures around it, they look like hill mounds of dirt.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: And my thought is, if you look at the way it's totally encompassing the uh, structure in between, it looks like shockwave protection like the idea is maybe they have explosives in this warehouse so if they explode that would help prevent mm. the shockwave from getting to anything around it like it's Well that
1: would be smart. It's like
0: a mound to protect any sort of explosions that may occur like I yeah. see more a safety precaution as opposed to some <laughs> Egyptian symbolism. It's
1: like we might have a bomb here's our wall.
0: But that's me. So I thought it was really cool to see this stuff on Reddit because I normally wouldn't touch those subs, but I saw these pictures. It got me excited. And then I went on Google Maps and I was looking at these myself. I wasn't just looking at like some image someone gave me and said, oh, I believe you. I went to them myself. So there's a lot to think about here. This is what is popping up when you look at Area 51 on Google Maps is the government doing what it can to cover this up? Are they putting their own things in there? Or is this actually what is there? They're
1: like, put some weird shit there and then that way they won't pay attention well, to the rest of it.
0: Someone even mentioned on this sub, uh, and it was it was pretty smart, it said there's so many satellites now orbiting the Earth, there's only so much they can do to prevent what you can see from yeah, satellite. Yeah, of course. And so it seems less and less likely that they would try to doctor this. I'm like, this might actually 100% be what we're seeing there. And if it is, there's some things that look weird. Like, why do you guys have a dirt pyramid tetrahedron? Or why do you have this giant black obelisk mountain? Like, I don't know, not mountain, building. What are these? Like, I just get curious. I thought it was interesting. And if you guys are curious to see this stuff, all you have to do is go into Google Maps and type Area 51 Nevada. (laughs) And you can look at this stuff, too. This isn't sacred or secret or anything. You can just look directly through Google Maps and look at it. And you might see some interesting stuff. You even see they have, like, a baseball or softball field. You see this stuff. Like, you can see normal people stuff, cars and... Parking lots, like, it's normal. And then you see this. So I thought that was pretty cool. It's pretty simple, but that was what intrigued me today. And that's what I have for your end of episode encounter. Counter, counter, counter.
1: <laughs> well, I rather enjoyed it. Granted, I am also looking at the images, which really helps with the story. Um, Please
0: check out our Instagram. To check them out. Oh, they'll be on other social media as well, but Instagram's our number one way to
1: Yes, that it is. So, I mean, I didn't know this was here, so... We are now aware.
0: <laughs> I just had a blast with it and I was like, I don't want her to see it while I was doing my research because I'm like, I think this stuff's kind of fun looking. Yeah. Just because it, it, even even if it all turns out to be nothing, that little spark of interest is pretty fun just to me. Just curiosity. So, it's like, yeah. what are
1: you guys doing over there?
0: Those are the stories we have for you Yeah, those guys. are our
1: stories. I hope you guys enjoyed them and um i definitely will try to find the story that i was originally intending to do (laughs) initially i'll I'll find the name don't worry
0: so we want to thank you guys for listening today we want to remind you that we are going to be doing a dual podcast with uh dead letter movies which is deadlettermovies.com we're going to talk about the conjuring movies that'll be posted sometime soon we'll probably talk about it again next episode so Mm -hmm. Check out their website or just follow us and we'll tell you more about it when it happens. We do new episodes every Saturday. If you have any stories that you want to share with us or get us to research and talk about, please contact us at hotwpodcast at gmail.com or you can contact us through social media or any other means that you feel comfortable. We're so happy you joined us and we hope that our stories were able to help you get over Any work week hangover you have, because the best cure for a hangover
1: is fear. Bye. See ya.